0: Hello, everyone. We are rolling for another episode of the JJF1 podcast, where Jonah and Jordan talk about all things related to F1. We are here to talk about the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, the madness that was the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, where Sergio Fini- Sergio Perez finished first, with Sebastian Vettel in second, and who finished Pierre, third? Gasly. Pierre Gasly finished in third, and... Today, we have two more guests on the podcast. We have another Jonah, and we have Alex. Hello. Um, so, first off, uh, how's everyone feeling about the race? Uh, Jordan, uh, you're, you're not the guest on this, so I guess you could go first.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, today was a really good race. We were treated some very exciting moments, uh, which followed a very interesting qualifying session, I would say. Um, it was very... Very intriguing to see how tire strategy played such a big factor today. What do you think, Jonah?
0: Tire strategy was, I think, uh, I think I should never trust Pirelli again <laughs> for their tire life. That is exactly how I feel. Uh, Zoldan, uh, Jonah, how do you feel about about the race? Uh, I think this you, is the outcome.
2: I think this is one of the first times Baku was entertaining for the right reasons. Usually, Baku was entertaining because everyone just hits the wall all the time. And then there's a safety car and people bet on a safety car and it's just like chaos. And they're like, oh, wow, it's so exciting. People are, cars getting destroyed, you know? Like, and for once it was even just the opening laps, like Charles and and, uh, Max and Lewis were all pretty tight in those for just like seeing people genuinely race and like not everything being decided by some random lucky safety car. It was really awesome. What about you, Alex? 80%
3: 80% was tense because you had Lewis pushing Paris for a mistake, and he just didn't crack. He was he almost cracked. And you know, Verstappen was cruising trying to pull a Lewis. Trying to pull Lewis. It got
0: really close, really close, but that's against the rules, so yeah. <laughs>
3: uh
0: alright, well now that we're gonna go into it for most of our race reviews, uh we have four major things that we want to talk about. Sorry. The most entertaining moment the best overtake, the most dramatic moment, and the most surprising moment. So since we're four people here and we have four subjects to talk about, each of us are going to name our our moment that we were assigned and then, uh, then talk about it for a bit. So with that, we're going to start with uh, Jordan, actually. Let's talk with Jordan and the most surprising moment. S- so
1: for me, the most surprising moment, and actually when Jordan and I normally record this podcast, the most surprising moment that I normally say comes out of left field. Let's, yeah. It's a very, it's normally something that nobody really catches onto, but that I do. And if you listen to the episode where we predict the midfield, I said that I think McLaren's gonna end up in P3. I think McLaren's gonna be a top of the midfield and they're gonna be ahead of Ferrari. Now, the reason I'm so surprised by this is because of that prediction. <laughs> my, my surprising moment comes in the form of a question. Guys, everyone here, tell me where Lando Norris was after the first lap.
0: 12th. 12th. Yeah. He, he was
1: outside the points. When's the last time we saw Lando Norris after the first lap outside the points? It's
0: crazy. Normally, normally it's the second McLaren that gets out of the points. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo. So. And this time, both of them were outside the points. They were even fighting. I think it was lap
1: one or lap two where they yeah. were fighting each
0: other. I mean, it, it, it didn't end up working that way for the race because Lando finished P4. Five. Right. And then Ricardo was ninth, eighth, something like that.
1: To me, it was just so surprising to see his start so horrendous. It was it was it was very shocking to see because he normally has great starts Mm. and he normally has a very clean race from start to finish. And this time he ended with a bang and he didn't start off so strong. So that's what for me that was my surprising moment.
0: Any anyone want to talk about that? I think he does.
3: I mean I have my own surprising.
0: Uh, Talk to it, us. Let's yeah, debate. Let's well, debate
3: here. Here's my contender. When they, uh, when they did a smash cut to Lance Stroll and it was actually relevant, <laughs> I, I was shocked. I was floored. Uh, but, yeah, the, the whole Pirelli situation. Yeah, that um, was my like, most this surprising. Like, this is like Indianapolis vibes of yeah. just, just so miscalculated and wrong.
2: Also cars, too. C- Cars 2 where they oh, put the special yeah. engine, the special oil and they blow people up on yeah, the straight. Yeah. The it happened twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly so Cars 2. That was a big controversy
1: back in. <laughs> Look what I'll say about the Lance Stroll thing is that Jonah said it before there people bet on there being a safety car. The, stri- the tire strategy for this race is based on the fact that there is going to be a safety car. I am not surprised there wasn't a safety car sooner and when Lance Stroll crashed I was very sad to see that it was Lance because I'm a big Lance fan however well, two Lance fans <laughs> yeah. and, oh no yeah. oh, and no. and uh i was shocked to see that it was uh i was not shocked that there was a safety car sooner i was upset that it was lance but i'm not shocked that it was a safety car to begin with i knew something was going to happen and I, w- I was feeling it i was just really upset that it was lance
3: well the tragedy was that the one really betting on this on the safety car the most was lance it right was like, yeah, exactly. it's true
0: See, the thing is that Aston Martin's strategy was really good in that case, where since Lance got out in Q2, well, no, he didn't even get out in Q2. He crashed. He, he crashed he in Q3. started, right. started last. Uh, he started on the hard tires, and making him go long on the hard tires to then pit and go on the soft and snag a few points would have been an amazing, amazing, amazing strategy. Um, but it didn't end up happening. Instead, I realized that I'm not trusting Pirelli ever again for their tire life because let's not forget that Pirelli said before the race, the hard tires were supposed to last 40 laps.
2: In all fairness, in all fairness to Pirelli, which I usually don't do, I don't care about them, but in all fairness (laughs) to them, I'm pretty sure people pit on lap 9 and 10.
0: Yeah, Yeah, And that was was was
2: a 51-lap race. And I mean, like it was lap forty nine. I I don't know about Lance. Lance. Lance that was really really early. But I mean Max, that was lap forty nine. That was yeah. that was about right.
0: Yeah. I mean it was a it was a a very weird moment for Max to yeah. be Brutal two Max. to be two laps from winning a race and having that twenty six or something point lead over Hamilton. Yeah. And for. Nothing for nothing to come of it because he ended up crashing. Um, So, yeah, yeah, long story short, Pirelli, um, let's let's see what happens for the next race. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. For that, uh, we're going to go next to let's go to Zoldan. Jonah, what is your most uh, entertaining moment of the race? My most entertaining moment
2: was, I think Alex mentioned before, Lewis constantly being on the back. Of Perez he would didn't leave off and there was so much I felt like there was so much code going on like Lewis would say he's got so much rear and then he would say no I, I'm so tight I'm on knife's edge and like I, I mean one thing Mercedes does is lie they lie they love to lie <laughs> they sandbag they're like we're slow we're we're gonna have issues yeah. we're gonna have issues they lie this time they actually had problems. This time they, they actually had problems. I, w- I was really genuinely impressed by Hamilton's ability and, and that he because I'm sure I am sure he was driving that car on the edge, for a long time. For most of the race, he was like pushing pushing his limits. Uh, but I think my most entertaining moment was I'm a I'm a Vettel fan, but it was Vettel. It was Vettel <laughs> keeping his cool, carving his way through the field. He made up eleven. Places? Yeah. No, no, no. He made up nine places, yeah. I think. He started 11th yeah. in that Grand Prix. He was right from the start, and they kept him out long. They kept him out long, and then they pit him, and they, they, they bet on the safety car, and it, would, it was Lance, unfortunately, but that's what it was. Also, on the first restart, which was the safety car restart, there, were, there was fighting Team Pierre and Charles, and then Vettel just, woof! just swooped right in, and then a couple yeah. laps later completely went and completely took Gasly on the straight. That was lovely. That was amazing to watch. Not that many, not that many other overtakes, yeah. but the overtakes that did happen were not always predictable. Like, it was fun to watch them fight.
1: Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll add to that by saying we were talking about tire strategy before. That strategy worked really well for Aston Martin. Like, they may not have built the best car this year, But man, Otmar Zafnauer is working his brains out to be, (laughs) to be, to, to really do the best with what he's given. He's, he's really, I, I, I commend him.
2: I commend him to not die under Lawrence Stroll's teeth. I swear. (laughs) I know Netflix exaggerates things often, but like you can tell Lawrence was really, really not happy with the performance of this year's car. And he was, uh, he wanted something to change.
0: I mean, look, I'm very happy that Aston Martin got a podium, uh, However, it was, not my, not, your it was podium. not my podium that I wanted. Uh, I actually made a bet on Lance Stroll being on the podium. Uh, actually, if we go back to our predictions for the race, Jordan, yeah. I said that Sergio Perez was going to be on the podium. So I ended up getting that right.
1: Um, I said Valtteri Bottas was going to win the race. <laughs> so I am royally wrong.
3: That's brutal. Well, that wasn't entirely Bottas' To drawing qualifying yeah they were like why don't you give a toe to everybody separate <laughs> <the> every world? <laughs> you don't get a toe and then you can finish it in
2: 10th and bad. then we'll and then we'll talk bad about you and yeah, then, yeah. We, then we won't support you then in we'll the media blame you
3: for everything yeah i think he he's he has sort of been really cemented as and, number two yeah and
1: that's what i'm saying is jonah and i have this debate all the time we talk about it's, it's the Valkyrie botas debate jonah says it's done for Valkyrie botas I'm a very big Vatutin botas believer. I think he's just <laughs> lacking the confidence, and unfortunately, this is fueling that lack of confidence that he does have. You know, maybe the reason why he was stuck at the airport was because he didn't want to be there because he's so not confident <laughs> with himself.
2: Conspiracy, it, it, conspiracy it could, theory. It could be. It could genuinely, be. genuinely. Uh, okay, Pierre Gasly was at Red Bull. This, I know this is going back. 2019 yeah. 2019 was at Red Bull. Really doing badly, not doing well under the pressure, not performing. People, people would. Really upset with Pierre Gasly. We were like, people were like, Pierre Gasly is bad. He's just not a good driver. He doesn't have what it takes. Doesn't you know? He's like, he's just he's just a midfield driver. That's it. Who in their right mind would right now at this moment say Pierre Gasly is not a good driver? No one would say that.
0: Yeah. No,
2: fair. but
3: no one. Still, no one would, would say he's he could stack up to Verstappen or. Hamilton.
0: No, not stack the up. Thing. But I just think there's another level that
3: these two are on. Verstappen and Hamilton, and whoever they put next to them, kind of just looks. Like, crap. Because look, it's, it's just not fair.
1: Look, I agree. I think that... Exact, exactly. Verstappen and Hamilton, they, they're they on a they're on a level of their own. They're on a world of their own. And then there is the second tier. The second tier is the Leclercs. And I think Gasset can compete with the Leclercs of the world. He can compete with the Norrises of the world. I really do think if he's in that Red Bull seat, he can do that.
2: No, I, I, I'm... Are against Gazi going back to red flag? I mean, to I, be I, fair,
0: he did get a podium in an Alpha Tauri yeah. again. He's it doing wasn't it just at a lot Yeah.
3: Yeah, he but he the- always does it in red flag races. Like, those are always. He, he does capitalize very well. I'll yes. give him credit for that. But he, he's not there simply for speed.
1: I think today he showed it, but that's again to be continued and hopefully come back on the podcast <laughs> and we will c- continue this. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm loving the four-person debate. Uh, with that, we're going to move on to the best overtake from our friend, Alex.
3: Thank you, thank you. Um, for me, this is a clear win for Kimi Raikkonen on Valtteri Bottas. This was the only overtake I noticed that wasn't down the main straight with DRS, and it was, it was just funny, personally. It was really funny to see an Alfa Romeo just... Of <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: what a Mercedes. What actually happened? I, I do not recall.
3: In, in the final stint after the, red, after the restart, um, it was just somewhere in the middle of the track on a short straight. Kimmy just dove down the inside of Verstappen. Verstappen was like, hey, you know, whatever. Like, you, mean down, you mean down Botas? Yeah, just, just, okay. just forced his way down the inside, and, and uh, that was it.
0: All right, it's the roast. Valtteri bought that show again. <laughs> Is there not a fourth in, thing? In Imola... Well, I, I, I'm going to go to my fourth thing yeah. later. But look, I think that's... I, for more symbolic sense, I love the fact that you're talking about that. Because in Imola, we had Valtteri Bottas fight with George Russell. And, we ha- and now we have Valtteri Bottas fight with Kimi Raikkonen, where we should not have had those battles if Valtteri was not getting shafted by his team and also not taking advantage of the situation that was in front of him i mean he did end up getting passed by an alfa romeo who got points kimmy got his first point of the season today so but well, that's
2: finished 12th i think
0: yeah 12th or 13th
3: so how does how does Vettel in an aston Martin make pick up nine places and botas in, in the best or second best car? on the grid depending on your the, the pit strategy how does how does he not even make up one place just moves backwards
1: i've I, i've been silent this entire time <laughs> uh, because but i have I, no explanation i look again i'm going to stick with my theory and i'm very confident i think he's lacking motivation and lacking confidence because he's in the wrong environment and i'm going to stick with that again I think so, that's what so would, you be, would you, that's you a be would you be
2: would you be happy with botas sidestepping to another championship winning so let's say come 2022 the grid is, is shaken up. Everyone, there's so many competitors. Would you be happy with, with Botas switching teams?
1: I wouldn't say I'd be happy with it. i say that if he does do it, if he's put in like a,
0: uh,
1: a Rari or a... <laughs> Rari. Rari. Check my Rari. <laughs> I think that he can, he can perform
0: better than what he's doing now. I mean, to be fair, in our prediction for the 2022 grid, I had him going back to Williams next year. Uh, I, I, I genuinely hope for the good of Mercedes for the good of
2: George for the good of himself i think he should leave uh, i think he should leave Mercedes there are also
0: rumors of him going to alpine next year apparently who knows so like, who i don't know one of the two <laughs> not, not, not happening not no. happening but no. anyways look that that was a very 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 good point of Valtteri Bottas getting passed by definitely someone who he shouldn't be getting passed by uh Do you have another comment?
2: I wish that, like... That's the thing, like, I wish I could sit here and be like, it's the motivation, it's the team, and, like, it it is, like, it definitely has an effect on it. Valtteri 3.0. But I can't can't keep using those as, like... Those are, like, influences and effects on his performance, but I can't keep using them as excuses for his performance. That's the thing. I, I, I think it's been consistently not capitalizing off things, consistently not making up places, consistently, like, Like, if Mercedes wants that, like, you know, props to them. Like, they they can do whatever they want with their team. If they really want, like, what's They really don't want anyone even coming close to Hamilton, then, like, yeah, sure. But, uh, yeah, nothing else (laughs) to say.
0: All right. Well, in that case, we're going to go to the final topic, the most dramatic moment. Um, That's me. Hi. Uh, So, for me, the most dramatic moment, and I let out, An audible gasp when this happened was when I saw Lewis Hamilton completely lock up in turn one right after the restart I got so freaked out I was like there's no way that this is actually happening I saw when the lights went off at the restart okay Hamilton's brakes are on fire but that happens sometimes maybe uh, it's gonna work again who knows All of a sudden, he gets into turn one and he flames out and uh, that was it for his race and he ended up finishing 16th. So for me, I was freaking out at that point where where Hamilton ended up locking up in turn one with two laps to go where he could have secured that P2, but he didn't. And it was a really world... It's not like him. He's a seven-time world champion. He's never done that before. I heard that he turned off his rear brakes by accident on a steering wheel change. And that's why he ended up locking up. But, like, you don't do that as a seven-time world champion. So that's why it was my most dramatic moment. And he would have had first. Oh, yeah. If his
3: brakes were he on. He was taking that into, into turn one. He was having that position. So, look, I'm, I'm a, a lifelong Lewis fan, and that makes me unpopular in some circles. <laughs> But uh, I laughed. I thought it was—it's great for the championship. I think it's—it it was pretty funny.
1: Uh, as a non-Lewis fan, I was very happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just like Jonas said, I let out a literal gasp. I was, I, oh, like that's—that well, was the noise I made. I was, it was very <laughs> like I was very shocked. And so, long story short, I think it made it all a lot more interesting. I think that the the excitement of the race came in those last two laps where we saw Gasly and Vettel on the podium. And I'm thankful to the Formula One gods for having those brakes go into s- smoke <laughs> and having that runoff area. And it was the first non-points finish for Lewis Hamilton in like 80-something races. It was, race. no, 54 50-something races. Four. 50-something races.
3: Which is phenomenal.
1: <laughs> yeah, which Crazy. is... Crazy. And it's and, and it just... Look, just like that. And it just, and it just goes to show you how in this sport... Anything can happen because anything can happen within milliseconds. It's 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 a game of interest. It's a, it's a sport that it changes when, in little to no time, and it shuffled up everything and it really shuffled up his championship.
3: Hats off to Nikita Mazepin for uh, finishing ahead of Hamilton.
2: Hats off to Nikita. Oh. Hats off to Nikita Mazepin for trying to overtake Mick in the final lap. And he did uh, it and then lost it. Yeah,
3: there were, Mick was
2: not happy. Mick was raging. I can't believe, like, we know, we know, we understand, we understand.
3: I love his, his engineer. Yeah,
0: he loves him. Uh, I want to book a therapy session with Mick's engineer. (laughs) Mick, it's
2: going to be okay.
0: Don't worry. <laughs>
2: Mick, practice gratitude. Yeah. Write in your gratitude journal.
0: Mick, it's okay. Just just don't worry. We're going to get you some new tires. We're going to get you a new front wing. Yeah. Uh, don't don't worry. It's okay. We just lost a few track positions. Don't worry.
2: So one thing I want to add, uh, if Lewis had gone off like that in the first lap in the starting grid, he would have fought his way up to P eight minimum. He would have, I'm sure of it. He would have.
0: It's what happened in Monza,
2: right? Because that's just, that's what he does, you know? But it happened on the last restart and there were two laps left. Well, one lap left. I don't know. Two laps left. I was like, that's it. That's it. So, so here's an interesting quote. Afterwards, obviously, all the drivers are, you know, interviewed, stuff like that. So this is from Lewis Hamilton. Just on the restart, I think when Checo moved towards me, I clicked a switch and it basically switches the brakes off. And I just went straight. I had no idea I'd even touched it. So the drivers change their brake bias all the time, you know, and that's like however however much the front or the back, like how much, like the weight of the car, like all that stuff. And like, they always change it to like, you know, 51, 49, 52, 48. It's like so little, but this thing called Brake Magic, which is what they called it on the steering wheel, apparently puts 75% brake bias on the front to keep the heat in the front.
0: Oh, God. So, I don't
2: know if he switched that on or he switched it off, or maybe he had it on up to the grid, which is why the, it was smoking, because he put too much heat into it, but complete, complete mistake. And speaking of mistakes, Toto also commented on this. It's Valtteri's
0: fault, now. Nah.
2: <laughs> this is crazy. It cannot be called a mistake. He touched a button and the brake balance changed. It went right forward and obviously the car wouldn't stop. It was a finger problem. That's what he said when Lewis throws away and I'm like, compare that to any time Bottas messes up. That is brutal. That is brutal.
0: Okay, okay,
2: okay, okay,
0: sure. First off, welcome to Tech Talk with Jonah Zoldan. <laughs> We're talking about a uh, break balance first time on the show, so...
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an error, and I, I don't <laughs> it's think... It's an error! It's an error, no, it is. And, yeah, he did it, and that's his fault. I think it's sort of a mishap. I, you're not going to hang this on him forever. Um, I think it's... They're harsher on Bottas because... Like we said, Hamilton has went 54 races finishing in the points. He doesn't mess up very often. Yeah. So, when this sort of thing happens, I think he has earned... If anyone has earned a free pass from Toto, it's Lewis, yeah. not Bottas. Yeah. Sure,
2: sure, sure. I, I, also, it's a team bot. Like no one's going to go on, unless you're a Helmut Marko.
3: Gunter. Gunter. Gunter!
2: If you're Gunter or you're Christian Horner, then you'll 100% go to the press, talk badly about your driver, guaranteed. That's just who they are. (laughs) As a team driver, generally, you shouldn't be talking bad about your drivers ever, is what I'm saying. Fully Lewis Hamilton has fully, fully earned that because he's incredible. Don't get me wrong. He's absolutely incredible and it drives me insane. It keeps me up at night. I hate it, but he is unbelievably incredible. It's just, when when he said, it's not a mistake, it's a finger problem, I was like, total, like what? Like, just, just be like, we'll come back stronger. Like,
0: Come on, to- Toto is hold not holding back. He he's raging. the, the one thing I'll say is that uh, <laughs> the
1: club. The one thing I'll say is that when it comes to Toto Wolf, I think he's kind of I think he's more different than the rest of the team principals, solely because he's a thirty three percent shareholder of the Mercedes AMG Petronas Formula One team. And thirty three percent, a third? Yeah, and I think that because of his stake in the actual business and his sort of invincibility that way, because he owns a third and probably lo- probably a big influence on the company. I think he permits himself to say these things because he said also like many things in the past that, you know, as the uh, Austrian man that he is, you know, is very harsh and very, uh, very controversial. So that's my personal take on it.
0: Well, you know what? I think it's also that he's mad for the first time probably since he's been team principal that they've had two straight bad weekends right like we had circuits
1: have not been their friend
0: yeah I mean come on last yeah uh last time around we had Lewis being stuck behind the rear wing of Pierre Gasly for the entire time losing positions on strategy which is something that the week before that had, Mercedes had a strategy masterclass in Barcelona. Yeah. So they show up to to Monaco. Lewis gets screwed on position. Valtteri has the record for the longest pit stop in F1 history, <laughs> 43 hours long. And now they show up to Baku. They screw up in practice. They screw up in... in uh, I mean, they didn't screw up in qualifying. Yeah, they screwed. They, they, they screwed Valtteri. They <laughs> screwed Valtteri up in qualifying, and they screwed up the race. So the part of the team, like they, they want to fight the team. They're, they're, they're losing the team championship. Tell, are, tell yeah, that, tell both that have, to their social media. Okay. matters?
1: I don't care like, how it, much like, it's a constructors championship with two drivers. Zoldan is a hundred percent right. Um, if if they want to be a team that wins the the world drivers championship and not the constructors, be my guest. But I don't think that's their goal. I think they, will, they want to win the Constructors as well.
0: So, moving on to that and the insane title fight that we have on our hands, how are we feeling about France? Because France is the next Grand Prix. It's a relatively boring circuit, but I want to see what could, what could potentially happen right now. Um, I have a really bold
1: prediction for France. Great. And not a lot of people will like it. George Russell will be in the points. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I think it's his time.
3: France is not a, a, a what's it called a crash circuit though. It's an anti-crash circuit. It's anti-crash
1: a very circuit. anti-crash circuit, right? But How I think I think that that car uh, we saw it in Barcelona. Barcelona is not a crash circuit either, and and he was competitive in Barcelona. Um, he was also, I I think that it's his time. I think that he's you know going to get into Q two. I think he's going to get in the points. I'm really confident in that.
0: Well, That's my bold prediction. Well, one thing that I could also mention is that Romain Grosjean is doing his Mercedes test uh, oh, yeah. at at the circuit. So I'm going to be very excited to see that. Uh, how, are, how are you feeling about France, uh, Jonah, Alex? I
2: haven't thought about France in a long time. I don't know what to think about that place. It is, a, I'm not a fan of the track at all. I think it's really... Boring. But which track?
0: Because there are so many lines yeah, and no, so okay. many tracks. What's, like, what's my
2: actual, like, a bold prediction?
0: If you want to go for a bold prediction, go for it. G- genuinely, I, I think Lewis will probably win that race. I think it's, like, it's Bold a, it's prediction! Bold.
3: Oh, bold at all. Not well, every not... time you bet that Hamilton will win the race, he doesn't win the race. <laughs> to be so. fair,
0: no, no, that's not me, that's my brother. My brother bets on Hamilton winning.
1: I have a question for you guys. What car do you guys think is the fastest in the straights?
3: Isn't it the Red Bull? That's why I think Max Verstappen's going to win. Is it a straight circuit? I can't there, tell. There are straights.
1: There are plenty of straights on that kind of circuit. And it's, it. very <laughs> it's very curvy. It's very curvy. There's it reminds not a lot of, of hard-breaking zones. That's why it reminds me of Spain. It and does. That's why and that's, that's why a- I have this George Russell prediction. Yeah, but who won in Spain? Luis. Luis won in Yeah, Spain. that's why I'm saying Luis But Lewis won on tire strategy. I think that if Max
0: gets his his stuff together, I think Max will win. I have a bold prediction just because it's France, uh, I either have a French driver or a French team on the podium. So it's Alpine or Gasly are are going to end up on the podium again. i you on that. I think no French driver will, will get anywhere near the podium. No. Why? Okay, no French driver or not Alpine.
3: Yeah, nothing French remotely near the podium. But my bold-ish prediction is a Lando podium. Ooh. I think well, he did pretty well here years years ago ago. I think with that last lap pass on Ricardo so uh and I just love him so I think he'll
0: do (laughs) (laughs) well. well I'm very excited to see uh how that goes so that that ends it for this episode so uh thank you to Jonah and Alex for making their guest appearances on the episode thanks for having us Jordan so this is the first time Jordan and I are recording in the same place yeah because uh of Quebec uh, lowering the uh, requirements for social distancing and for COVID. Uh, we are allowed to have people in our backyards now, so this is how we're doing it. Very respectful of the, the measures that are in place, but it's great to be great to be here in person after this project that we started, I think two or three months ago. The Habs just scored. So We're that's watching our, the Habs game. That's so our cue to go. That's our cue to go. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram at the JJF1 Podcast, and we'll see you for the next episode. See you guys.